Have you ever heard of a guy named Peacemaker? No. He is a trained killer. We've got trouble with that maniac. Go! What are you waiting for? That thing better not crap back there. Yeah, how strain an eagle, dude. Not without stealing its soul. Hey, Dad. It's been kind of a rough go for me lately, Dad. You don't say. Somebody shot me and the building fell on me. You let somebody shoot you? It's not the guy invited him to come shoot me, Dad. Pathetic. I thought you were in prison for life. I work for the government. Post office? You think they'd let me out of prison and deliver mail? I don't know. It's the first government job I could think of. I kill people for them, okay? This task force doesn't officially exist, which leaves us on our own. We call our targets butterflies. They are a serious threat to the safety of American citizens. Hey, there's something weird going on. You think me and Vigilante are too stupid to notice? Hey, everyone! Which one's me and which one's Eagly? Okay, you're half right, but you score 50% of the test at school. What do you get? A D. School is my bag, it's for dorks. That guy's a clown. But there's something about him that's sad. Is he a target in sight? Peacemaker, take him out. Even the kids? Yes, terminate him immediately. Take the shot. He told me to kill kids. He didn't say why. Because right now the world needs a son of a bitch. And you're the only one I got. I thought you loved peace, no matter how many men, women, and children you needed to kill to get it. I don't know. Lately, I'm having feelings about things. Dad, maybe I'm a grower, not a shower. What? An individual you don't like, and then you learn to like. You're comparing yourself to a chode. Not in a bad way. Your dad is not a good man. Still family. My advice? Cut it out with the introspection. The mind is a den of scorpions better left running from, not towards. You just got shot at! You haven't been shot at? No. Two jerks in costumes and a couple of rejects. It's like a real team out there. It's a grenade I tied to a Russian tank shell. Why not just the grenade? Grenade blows up like two people. How many people does this blow up? I don't know. I invented it this morning. What? Eat peace, mother. This podcast is sponsored in part by Benjamin Hart. That's me. And yours truly, Zach Arnold. And by participation from listeners like you. So let's tune in to another episode of IPC. 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 The Intergalactic Peace Coalition Podcast. All the galaxies. All for you. Why, hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Intergalactic Peace Coalition podcast, also known 
as the IPC, and we're broadcasting live right here on YouTube on Fandom Empire. And uh, yeah, it is another fantastic episode. It's uh, it's a quite interesting one that we've been looking forward to. Uh, thank you guys for your patience because we were not here uh, uh, two weeks ago for a normally broadcasted uh, episode. Um, I was doing stuff um i was at disney world i'm sorry i'm sorry uh, stuff happens okay it was my birthday okay i deserve some time off from this thing. that's a very good excuse ben i'll take I'll yeah take it. yeah so uh look i'm taking it but uh no 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 more breaks in sight for the time being We've got a lot lined up over the next uh few a uh, few months actually because good good old zach arnold He's going to be coming back next episode, and uh, I believe we're going to be talking about Moon Knight and celebrating our eighth anniversary, if you can believe it. Going to be wild. Cannot wait to get into that. Um, but right now, we're, we're focused on this episode, and tonight we're talking about a little show that I, caught me by surprise. A show that I was not at all excited about. But I ended up watching, and I was like, "This is this is great," and I would love to devote an episode to it. And of course, it's Peacemaker, and I put it out to some people and said, "Hey, you guys want to actually come on the show and make an episode happen? What do you want to talk about?" Well, someone answered the call, and uh, it was our good buddy Chad from the Star Wars Culture Podcast. How's it going, my friend? I, it's going pretty good. Um, how about yourself, Ben? I am doing great, and I'm so glad to have you back on the show. It's it's been a Thank little you. bit, um, but you're you're a resident DC expert. I guess and it, it 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 feels. I mean, you're the closest thing we got to it, so you're th you got the title, okay? So, um, that's fair. That's fair. The only times I've been on here has been for DC, I guess. Well, I mean, normally speaking, when you want to come on the show, it's like it's a DC topic. I mean, it, it, you know, it is true. like as I, I'm you can bet on it. Like Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not a Batman in sight, but yeah, you're the DC expert. Yeah, he's, okay, he's, he's off camera though. <laughs> to be fair, Batman is off camera, so that's 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 fair that's fair that's fair you just need to turn the camera a little bit when you're talking about dc um uh, i won't expect you to do that tonight um but yeah peacemaker um show that like i said i i my initial reaction to this show was really i mean james gunn i love james gunn i love guardians of the galaxy i'm a huge fan of gunn and his work and i'm like okay this sounds great but Peacemaker, out of all the characters to base a show on from the the from the Suicide Squad, which is a movie I quite liked, um, Peacemaker would not have been one of them, especially since he appeared to die in that movie. It wasn't until post credit yeah. scene where he he wasn't dead, um, and you know, but it really surprised me and it really and i even held off watching it because i'm like eh, i'm not really excited of this and then i started hearing a lot of really great things and i'm like okay maybe i need to watch this and i'm really glad i did i it, it took me a little bit to get into it but i really really enjoyed it um i i, I don't know how did you how, how did you come away from this one chad so like i remember watching the the suicide squad and i like i love that movie that was a great movie and i was like ah that's a good movie and I know they made the announcement for Peacemaker like bef even before the Suicide Squad like 
came out like months yeah, before. Yeah, you're right. And, and I was like, okay, John Cena's character. And then I was watching the movie, and I was like, how are they gonna make a char- a movie out of this guy? This guy's kind of a jerk. I, I don't I don't like him. And I was like, I don't I don't I don't I don't want a TV show of this guy, right? And then he dies in the movie. I'm like, okay, yeah, I thought, I, yeah. No, how he was re- how really does this work? I was, I was like, how? Is, I thought he's getting a TV show. But and then yeah, and then you like you said the post credit scene, and he supposedly su- survived. And I was like, oh god, okay. And I I was a little hesitant. I'm I'm always a little hesitant, especially with like a lot of the Marvel shows and a lot of the the DC shows, Star Wars. I'm just gonna I'm like full in right away, but like. A lot of those shows, I'm a little hesitant at first. So I was like, okay, uh, James Gunn, he's he's hilarious, this funny guy, and he's I'll, I'll watch it still, but uh, you know, I'll be a little hesitant. Got like the first three episodes done, and I'll, I'll admit when I was first watching them, and I I skipped, I watched the the opening credits the first time, and I was like, this is great, and then I was like trying to binge through the the first three, so I skipped it on the next two, and I, I apologize that that is my. I'm sorry. I've never skipped the opening credit scene since the the, the first. How movie, dare so. you? I'm sorry. I didn't know it was a masterpiece at the time. It was at like two o'clock in the morning when <laughs> first watched these on like a Saturday night because I couldn't sleep. So my bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's. It was one because I'll. You know. I'll. I, I. There's a lot of credit sequences that I love. And, but like, you know, you're, you're watching late at night, you're trying to get in that one more episode. Mm -hmm. It's 2am and you're like, I shouldn't be doing this. So at the very least I should like skip the credits so that I can get into it faster. I'm just want to, I just want to watch the show. Like I was also like pretty hesitant even watching the show at the time. Like I remember watching the DC fandom thing and they were talking about it and I was like, okay, yeah, this sounds pretty cool. I'll watch it. So, and like, so I was hesitant at the time, but after those first three episodes, I was like sold on the show. So. And see, I, and, and similarly to you, I didn't fully invest in the show until episode four. To me, yeah, it, it didn't really. I'm not saying it wasn't good before that because I've gone back and mm-hmm. watched some of it. And I'm like, it's it's actually all of it's good. Like it's really solid. It just wasn't connecting with me in regards to like what's going on here. And I think maybe it ha- has something to do with the fact that like kind of the the story kind of kicks in in episode four and there's a lot of stuff happening and also the absolute insanity of some certain characters just is on full display in this episode mm-hmm. um it's one of vigilante's best episodes in my opinion um he's so good and the scene that sold so i think the sold the whole series for me was like him walking into the prison by the way spoilers okay spoilers we're, we're, just, we're going it, this, this series is months old by now you guys have either seen it or you're not listening to this um or watching this, but uh, the the scene where he walks into the prison, where he's gonna he's gonna go mm-hmm. kill his dad, and and he just he starts naming. Oh yes, let's all go around the table and name the things that we love that Black Americans have have contributed to society, and it's just like, oh my god, this guy is just. He's like he's a good psycho. He's a better psycho than they are, obviously, but mm-hmm. like he's still a psycho, and. It's just amazing that uh, that actor um, is just I forget his name. He's he's brilliant. He's he's so good. Freddie Stormare, Freddie Stroma, I think he is so good. Hilarious, dude. 
probably we'll we'll get that when we get to the favorite characters, but probably easily one of my favorite characters. Like like favorite TV show characters like currently. Like he's so good. He was so hilarious. Yeah. Um and and getting into the questions here, like I think episode four might be my favorite episode of the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I think the, the finale is really strong. There's some really good episodes towards the end that are when everything starts falling into place with the story and you know the ridiculousness is is up you know is upped and you know it's 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 so much do you have a favorite episode from this season one probably that one probably episode four or like episode five those two were definitely some of my favorite ones but probably probably episode five because there's like a giant gorilla and then like uh what's and then uh vigilantes like has the chainsaw and he wants to kill people with the chainsaw and then uh okamos kills the gorilla with the chainsaw and he's so mad oh yeah that's oh man that's good i see i I, that's the thing like like i don't want to jump ahead too much but like all the characters are like really well written well fleshed out um and they all have there's this kind of you know you have obviously peacemaker and and to a extreme degree um uh, adrian are just psychotic people but then you have they're, they're all pretty bad people like this is you know kind of the you know the the d squad of of you know the 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 suicide squad and and they're they're not great people none of them and they're all giving each other hard times they're all just giving crap to each other and so and then you but you still like there is an emotional core to every character Mm -hmm. you learn more about them as you go and you know i love i love economos's arc like his whole thing just like He's this guy, but then you learn that oh, he's, he's he has asthma and all this kind of stuff, and then he has that big thing where he, he's he's like, oh, he has to admit that yeah, he did dye his beard, but it was because he was self conscious, and he, then you're like, wow, Chris, you were such an asshole to this guy for no reason, and he actually feels yeah. it's just there's so much, there's so many layers, and that's what I love about James Gunn is that he manages to so many things are like either stupid and funny or deep and emotional James Gunn mm-hmm. manages to combine those things and yeah, yeah. manages to make something that on the surface is very extremely stupid and hilarious. But when you get down deep, it's, you know, very emotional, very, very real. Yeah. He's, he's really good at that. Like making you actually like care about like the side characters, even like, like we were saying in the suicide squad movie, like, you're not supposed to like peacemaker like you're like this guy's he's total asshole i don't don't like this guy (laughs) why why are they making a movie a tv show about him and then by the end of by the time like you're halfway through peacemaker you're like dude i love this guy (laughs) he's so good (laughs) it really is like he's still still kind of a jerk but like he's he's still like so good and he's really trying his best but he's still a jerk it's true, and I think that I think that's the, like the whole I kind of our reaction to it. I think a lot of people's reaction to it was like, "Why peacemaker? Why are you giving him a show?" 
That's the whole point of it, really, is to take mm-hmm. kind of the most wh- who really becomes in the Suicide Squad. He's the villain. Like he in the third act, like he's the bad guy. He's the one that's oh, yeah. trying to do the bad thing and they're trying to stop him. And he's the most kind of irredeemable of the irredeemables in mm-hmm. the Suicide Squad. Um, so you come out of that going, like, why would they do that? Well, that's exactly why you make give him a series to flesh him out and to give more depth to this character that's just oh yeah he's just you know he's a woman to kill a bunch of people for peace that's kind of psycho but it's you know when you deconstruct that it it's very compelling yeah and you can tell john loves playing that character like he definitely loves being uh chris chris smith and or slash beast banker he loves being that guy he's eating up his scenes he's like john was perfect for this role like even in the Suicide Squad, it was perfect. I like. I don't know a whole lot about Peacemaker, you like from the comics and stuff like that. I don't know if it's similar or not similar at all, but like he is just killing it and like so, so well. I and I think they announced a second season. Are they gonna do a second season? But if they, I believe so. Th- that is, it's still gonna be excellent, and I don't, I don't know where they can go from the ending, but like it's still a good show. He's a great character. Yeah, I think, yeah, John Cena is the breakout star here. He's someone that's come on the scene and really, you know, I don't want to discount, like, oh, he's a wrestler because, like, there's been so many now. There have been so many wrestlers Mm -hmm. that have become massive, massive stars. So, obviously, the WWE, like, they are star makers. Like, they pick good people and good talent because there's so many people that have come out of that that realm. So, but John Cena is such a star and such a, not just dramatic, but funny and, you know, has such a good good timing and to be able to balance that. He's kind of the, he's the perfect actor to kind of carry this kind of show, which is Mm -hmm. part drama, part deep drama and dealing with some, a lot of heavy stuff in regards to his father and his brother and his family and how screwed up he is in the head. And then also bringing on just these insane jokes and you know i love the the whole his whole monologue where he you know economos um admits to him yeah like yeah i'm sorry i i i I put your father in jail and he's like you could have come up with any other names and he starts listing all these names mickey mouse and he's like shut up i'm not done and he keeps going it's just like my john cena is just he's just killing it yeah, and and like, the, he, he, I I'm not a big like WWE fan, so like I didn't. I, no, me neither. I I just I just know John Cena. You know that you can't see me. Uh, like, you know, Everybody like, knows oh, him, even though yeah, if, even if you haven't watched it. Yeah, you're like, oh, he's he's the guy that like who's why is so and so talking to a chair or watching, <laughs> talking to nobody? Like everybody knows John Cena. Like he was a major meme. What two thousand? 16 2015 time he was like oh meme. here's a picture of an empty chair oh look it's john cena yeah and then they had the, the like the whole dan, 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 dan. like his theme song thing was huge like 2000 i want to say it was like 2015 actually i think it was in college it was that around that time but it like you know like it's like okay and then like i didn't think he was a good act a great actor i don't know if i've ever seen him acting anything else beforehand but then like he killed it at chris like 
hands down, like perfect role for him. And I I can't wait to see what else he can do with the character. Stuff like that. I believe. Yeah, um yeah, I I I I can't believe I'm saying this, but like I can't wait for season two. Like I've I'm 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 there HBO Max day one when they drop season two because this show was really compelling. I think I think James Gunn is smart enough that it won't be a retread. It'll be something different. Um, probably a lot of new characters since a lot of the other characters died. Um, but uh, you know, I just you know, I I think uh, you know, it's a show that it just re- it did really catch me by surprise at how much I enjoyed it and how how compelling it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're talking about characters. Who do if you had to pick one, who do you think your favorite character was? Easily vigil, vigilante. He's same, same. <laughs> he, uh, he, he can't. He's, yeah, you can't. Like he's just so great. Like he's just he's the he's obviously the like the comic relief of the show kind of a thing. But like he's the more comic relief of the comic show. But he's hilarious. Like every scene, like they're doing this like PowerPoint, like explaining what uh butterflies are, and he's like. Oh, I thought the gorilla and the human were trying to become best friends. Like, <laughs> like what? What? <laughs> what are you doing? I just, it, I would love to get into James Gunn's headspace writing that character because that character is just like nothing about him makes sense. Like, he's a psychopath. And all of his life, he just says random things, mm-hmm. and he they, they'll make no sense whatsoever, and they're just random things. And you know, and he just sells it. And then on top of that, you have the other characters around him that are like, "What is wrong with you?" Like the entire time. Um, and I do. I have to give credit to like all the actors in the show, even like the smaller parts, like the. The man and woman that get kidnapped by Peacemaker, you know, and they're like, thing. like the whole time they're having these like interpersonal. It has nothing to do with the plot. They're just having these arguments and whatever. They just start arguing about random things, and it, it somehow makes it feel more real because they're like these people are crazy. But this is what would happen probably in real life because they're just you know they're just talking, and you know it makes it so much more funny, funnier to see that but you know vigilante is he's just he's just he's off the rails it's it's hard to it's hard to put into words like how much and people are calling like oh he's 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 pg dead not pg dead he's like pg he's like blue deadpool basically um and and i'm like what it was i mean you could see i could see that but also he's so much different you know deadpool is clearly like you know he's he's a you know, he's a bit of a crazy person himself, but I feel like a lot of crazy vigilante just takes it to another level. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're two different types of crazy. Like Deadpool's like a psychotic, and he hears voices in his head. The comics, but vigilante is so great. Like the whole scene when he's trying not to like have people like recognize him after he got like he's like, uh-huh. "What are you doing? I'm moving my face around so they can't recognize me." Well, I know. <laughs> and then, like, he's like, oh, are you... When uh, Adabade is, like, talking to, to him outside the prison, and she's like, are you vigilante? <laughs> and, like, 
I, vigilante? No, I don't. I don't. I don't know who you're talking about. I'm not vigilante. <laughs> like changes <laughs> voice. <laughs> it's, he's so good. It's like it's like no one could be like that stupid. Like he's just mm-hmm. stupid in so many things that he does and says. Um, and you know, I I just I, I love I love this. You know, this, I don't know. It's I would I would take a whole series just with him. And I was I was devastated. I think it's in the second to last episode, maybe, where there's like a fake out where like yeah. uh, his dad like like blows him up and he like disappears. And I was like. Damn you, James Gunn! I knew this would happen. You made me fall in love with this character, and he dies. But then he's fine. Um, so uh, I was, I was, I was delighted to hear that. But I was, I was very mad for about five minutes during that episode. Yeah, he was like dying the entire time in like the seventh episode because he like he he was like fighting um, the White Dragon, Peacemaker's dad. Right, he, like, threw a great grenade at him, and then like it blew up like right in front of him. <laughs> And then he was like hiding in the trees, like, oh no, he died. I was like, where's his body? Did he die? No, why'd you kill him? And you found out he's alive, and you're like, oh, thank God, thank God he's alive. Right. And, and speaking of the white dragon, my God, Robert Patrick as that character, mm-hmm. just amazing. Uh, Robert Patrick, I think, I think it's safe to say. He's really good at playing assholes. He's really good at just playing just evil, evil people. And, you know, obviously the Terminator was just like this silent but deadly thing that was just like, mm-hmm. I'm going to kill you. This guy is just like all basically all talk until you get to the end. But the things he says, you're like, how can they even get away with saying stuff like this? Like, I don't, I didn't even know that was possible. Uh, I don't, definitely not, that wouldn't fly on network TV, but like, even though you're, you're, and then you just like, you, you hate him so much. Like, I don't even say, I want to say I love to hate him. I just hate him because he's so terrible. And, yeah. and then on top of that, he's just horrible, horrible, horrible to Chris. And that's, you know, that's what makes the whole, Thing with their relationship just so ah it's it's gut-wrenching yeah, it, he is so i he is an unlikable character from the get-go like you yeah. meet him and you're like i don't like this guy like you, you're not supposed to like this guy and if you like this guy you're messed up you're you're not supposed to like him yeah you're 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 taking you're, the wrong messages here <laughs> you're taking the wrong messages if you like him but he's an unlikable character from from the get go, and you're like, I, <laughs> like no, and then you're like, oh, that's why Chris is kind of an asshole the entire time in Suicide Squad is because he was raised by an asshole. That makes sense. <sighs> yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it obviously puts puts his craziness into context and explains it. Um, to the to the most dramatic and real degree, um, in regards to happen with his brother, I think it's also I think it's also a great commentary on like the fact that he's so terrible, and even as terrible as Chris is, he's not he's not a racist he's not racist or anything, or at least yeah. doesn't seem to be. Like he's he's a step. He's a step towards the good side with his with his in comparison to his dad, but you know he still he still wants his dad's approval. He still puts up with so much of his dad's crap. 
when his dad's just mm-hmm. saying horrible things about him and saying other horrible things about other people. And but I think I think it's a great like it's I, I don't want to say it's relatable because like this is so it's so ridiculous and so 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 terrible. But I feel like some people might be able to relate to this because there are a lot of people that, you know, that's the one thing with like parents and stuff like that. You still mm-hmm. even when they're even when some people's parents suck, they still want their approval. They still there's this back and forth thing. And thankfully, I, I cannot relate to this. My parents are I cool. They're think. awesome people. But, you know, I can understand where people are coming from in regards to like even when you don't have a good relationship with a family member or whatever else, you still – that connection is still there, and you still even subconsciously will be like, okay, I – you know, I – you know, things and, – and I think – and not to say that – the messaging of the show is you should probably shoot that person in your family that they you don't see eye to eye with. But I think, you know, it also, you know, you could take it in a literal sense and say, hey, you need to not put up with that and uh, mm-hmm. cut that person out of your life. So yeah. um, I think James Gunn has a history of like saying telling some very real stories with very fantastical elements. And it really hits home a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, it does. He is, he is so good at that. And it's just like, yeah, like I said, you're not supposed to like him. Even when he, he even before he goes to prison, you're like, this, I don't like this guy. And he's tricky. And then you go to prison and then you realize who he is. And you're like, oh, yeah, definitely don't like this guy. Yeah, <laughs> oh, he's he one of those. In, <laughs> yeah. When he gets in prison and because you're thinking like, oh, yeah, they did a good thing about putting him in prison. No, not necessarily. Nope. Not necessarily. Nope. It gets even worse. No. But uh but the okay, see the other villains here are the butterflies. And and I, I love like the sub the the uh the understanding from the get-go. It's just like yeah, you guys are really bad at like code names. Like the last time this was Project Starfish was a giant starfish, and now butterflies are literally just butterflies that burrow into your thing and uh horrific horrific how these things work and whatever else and probably my only criticism with the show is the fact that it's very very close in premise to the suicide squad it's instead of a face hugger starfish it's a yeah head head you know a head burrowing giant things it's different enough it's a very small criticism it's just it's almost more of an observation um, and the fact that I think they did it really, really well, I, I could totally give it a pass. But you know, it is. I think, but I think the butterflies were interesting villains in a sense that they weren't necessarily evil, but they kind of were. <laughs> yeah, they they were kind. They were interesting at least. Like I, I, I'm not sold on them as like the villains. Like it was kind of a weird kind of a villain to have for me. But, like, I mean, it makes sense, I guess. I don't know. Like, the entire time, like, the present presence of, like, them trying to, like, show up and, like, how, how they're taking over the world, it's kind of weird. But, like, I was like, all right, okay, I guess. this, I guess it makes sense. So we got to stop. They got to stop them. Okay. Then, uh, that makes sense for, for a TV show, I guess. If this wasn't right. anything else. I Like, if it was in a movie, I don't think it would have worked. It works in a TV show. I, I don't like how they took over the cops though, because I actually liked the the chick detective. I can't remember her name right now. 
Yeah, I don't. I like, I don't I like either. I like the detectives. The two. I like. like main I like the detective. duo of cops that they were constantly yeah. chasing him. I love that. It was definitely like, oh no, you yeah, killed them. Then, no. Then they became the the butterflies, and I was like, oh man, dang it, dang it, I like them. I'm like, why'd you do that? But I have to admire like James Gunn's Sophie, commitment. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sophie, Sophie, Sophie. Um, I, you gotta admire James Gunn's commitment to like, cause you have, you've seen these movies a million times of like, there's a giant mind control thing. We gotta shut it down to save everyone from being mind controlled. Both in the Suicide Squad and this. Once they get the thing in there, they're dead. They're just no, yeah. there's, there's no way to save them. It just burrows into their head, and it's awful. And then they're dead, basically. And you know, I, I, as much as like it's, oh god, it's, 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 it's gruesome, and it's very, you know, it's very, uh, very disappointing when your favorite character gets a giant butterfly in their mouth. Um, yeah. It also ups the stakes of like, especially when like near the end when Harcourt gets one and she's trying to like get it out yeah. and thankfully Albert Adebayo helps her. Um, you know, it, it ups the stakes of like if it gets in there, you're done. Like it's mm-hmm. it's really horrific. Yeah, and I mean, like, to go on, like, the, the cop characters, they were hilarious. Like, there, yeah. there were some good, like, side character cops that were, that I, don't, I don't know if they were named at all, but, like, the they were just hilarious, like, side, like, C characters that were you know, like, okay, you know, like, they're kind of funny, I guess. And then they all become, like, the things you're like, oh, no, like, they were all hilarious. <laughs> all terrible at the jobs, but yet funny. Yeah. It, yeah, they were they were they were a lot of fun and just and again just like no mercy, no mercy when they go into the, the they go into the police station and just take over everyone. You're just like, oh my god, this is, is so so insane. Um, but and speaking of of some of the supporting cast, um, I, I really I, I liked I. Liked I liked everyone. I think everyone had a really good hardcore yeah. Adebayo, uh, even Mern. I, I loved his whole kind of the switcheroo of like, hey, he's a, he's he's one of them, but he's working with us and that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it was very compelling, and you know, made made for some interesting plot twists, especially towards I think it's episode four or five when they when you you, you get uh, you get that reveal that hey, he is one, and you think he's gonna kill Adebayo. I think it's four. You kind of get like the he's eating the goo thing that the oh, yeah, 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 and then and then five out of bios messing with the uh, vigilante's uh, x ray helmet, and then she sees it, and then that's when she finds out, and then right, yeah, that was for, a, for a streaming show that uh, that you know you can basically binge back to back in one day. Mm-hmm. as someone did today um you know it there's a lot of great uh a lot of great um cliffhangers here that yeah are, it, uh, it, that are really it fun was, yeah they're like i watched it when when i first watched it, it was it was the week to week and there was good cliffhangers and it kept you kind of like okay yeah let's i can't wait for next week to watch the next episode so there was that they did they yeah. did pretty good on that but then once you're like binge watch it like I did, I watched it today. I've been all eight episodes, and you're like, "Oh yeah, that's just let's just hurry up and finish these this end credit scene, so I can get to the <laughs> get to the next one." 
I love the I love the end credit scenes. I love the little like almost almost but not quite outtakes where mm-hmm. you know it's like alternate scenes. Some of them seem like outtakes, but like a lot of them just like additional scenes of yeah. uh, them doing stuff. It's just like and then the you know again and trains you to watch the credits and you're not disappointed because it's great. Yeah, it's like you can't skip the credits because there's something there. And then so it's a it's yeah. he's like they're he's like forcing you to watch the credits so you can get that because that's how you get to the next episode. <laughs> and I mean, I've seen a lot of comic book shows, obviously by now, and and there's none. I don't think any of them had a post credit scene on literally every single episode. So mm-hmm. that's impressive. Impressive. and this is yeah, coming from a, i mean the, they, they don't even like set up like even the one at the end of the final like episode it doesn't even set up anything for the next season it's not like the moon knight one where you're like oh this, this is gonna be season two that one was just like right. what there is just a vigilante in a combos talking in the woods <laughs> <laughs> but i think i i love i love it when it's not about like, oh, what's coming next? It's mm-hmm. just like, hey, we're just gonna do something funny, you know. It's like it got, it's kind of the same approach, you know. Avengers one of like, you know, they're just sitting around. Uh, you, you wait all the way in the credits, and it's just them sitting in in a in yeah. a restaurant eating shawarma, like you know. Yeah, that's you, it. You, you wait for something like Thanos or something like to show up at the, and then just nope, they're just sitting there eating shawarma. Or the <laughs> so. or probably one of the best ones is uh. Spider-Man Homecoming of like you, you waited all this time and here's a lesson in patience and uh, what was it where did it really get you? <laughs> or the Deadpool one where he's like doing the thing. Uh, what movie was that? Uh, why was, can't I remember? Does he, does he? I think he does the whole Ferris Bueller one and like yeah, it was Ferris that. Bueller. Like he's just like he pops up and he's like, "You're still here? I'm like, go home. There's nothing. What do you expect? You're nightly as." As a cable, go chew, go home. I think he does actually confirm. He's like, "Oh yeah, we're doing a second movie. There's gonna, there's going to be cable in it." I think he does that in the in the post credit yeah. scene, maybe. Um, which is which is hilarious. That's I, a hilarious way of teasing stuff. Total total side note, and like, but still somewhat relevant. James Gunn, he should do the next. He should do the next Daredevil or not Daredevil, uh, Deadpool movie. That's what he should do. I him and Ryan Reynolds would just destroy it. I'll one up you on this. I think he should do the next Avengers movie. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if he can do Avengers. I mean, he can, he should and he could, but I I I don't know if like the seriousness of Avengers movies because majority of them are very serious movies. Like, I don't think he can do that. I think he should be running and doing a lot more but that's a fa- that's fair but I, I, I just I, think I, I think he's good with small assembles and like compare like avengers it's like now now avengers is like 30 freaking people so <laughs> but yeah i mean i mean he could do it i i, I he can probably do it and he probably kill it i think him doing did Deadpool is just like perfectly up his alley, and if you do it in R rated, you can. It would be like Peacemaker, like Suicide, the Suicide Squad. It would be perfect for him. I'm yeah, I saying. think Peacemaker definitely makes the best case for like, okay, this guy can do 
I mean, and so and the Suicide Squad too is like he can do R-rated, you know, superhero stuff, and it's not just R-rated to be R-rated, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of stuff is. Oh, we're just gonna have the characters say the f bomb, and you know, because that's dark and gritty, and there's um, violence, and there's needless <laughs> violence for no reason. Like, like, okay. like I'm not saying like. All the violence in Peacemaker was necessary. You could tell yeah, a no. story in a PG way, but it it's all part of PG it, and 13. it's how it's I'd it's all PG thirteen way. Right, right, right. You you, you yeah. could, but I think it adds to the charm of this of mm-hmm. like people people yelling MF at each other all the time. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's you know it's it's real. Like and and that's how oh, I always like approach it, especially when you get around people and you get out in the world and, and you're like, yeah, people like this talk, people talk like this in real life. Like people yeah. don't use hell and damn. They use the F bomb like a lot. And you know, that's how people really talk. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, mean, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so it's just like, yeah, you don't have to like the word, and yeah, you know, maybe you should have one in a PG thirteen movie, but like, you know, it's just it's just a reflection of reality. So like, I, I like the fact that you know, even though I'm not a horror fan, and you know me, I don't curse yeah. that much, but yeah, no, you, you know, that. but you know, I I I'm not easily offended, and I really really enjoy you know when it's just like, hey, just throwing it all out there. And I think James Gunn is probably at his best when he's just. You know, kind of embracing his roots because he's got a lot of horror back in his backgrounds like that, doing all this just crazy stuff and not holding back. Yeah, he definitely needs to do. He needs to do more. I think like more, um, just DC Marvel. Like he needs to do a lot, a lot more. But see, he's and, doing and- that. He's doing Guardians three right now i think they just finished right they just wrapped i, I think, think today they just wrapped guardians three but like he sh- he should be doing more like I-, I was listening to uh kevin smith's fat man beyond and like one of the like because they take like three questions at the end of the episode and one of them was like oh, who should be the kevin feige of of uh dc and like one one of their suggestions was was uh james gunn and i'm like i i I don't think james gunn james gunn would wouldn't be good at that role though but he's a good shout for it i think like you you need somebody that is like an executive producer type thing that is like really good but you need people like james gunn that is being like hey i can take this like this d character and i can make him one of your favorite characters i mean look at the guardians of the galaxy like everybody thought that was gonna be a flop right right like everybody thought that was going to be a flop like the these c mark because they were all marvel was already working with like the b characters already their right. b character for the avengers and like now that now they're the air their a characters now but like at the time they were the b marvel characters and then they took this like d marvel character thing that like a lot of people didn't like didn't like the the uh guardians of the galaxy and then he made them like one of the popular characters i mean it's he should do a lot more he's he's really good at taking characters that like nobody cares about in the comics to make them make you care about yeah and like i i totally like 
I totally get the logic of like, hey, let's take this guy that really understands these properties, understands mm-hmm. these characters. Let's put him in charge of everything. Let's have him, you know, map out the next ten years of Mar of, of Marvel or, or DC. Um, but I I don't want him it's- in that role because he's not gonna be making movies. I want him like doing these patch I think James Gunn is is good at you know being very hands-on and taking the camera and doing the movies versus like writing. So like, obviously he's a very gifted writer, but you know, like, I don't want him planning stuff. I want him doing yeah, stuff. I, I want it. It's the, it's the same exact argument with over at Lucasfilm that Dave Filoni should be in charge instead of Kathleen Kennedy. And you're like, what? Well, Dave Filoni's a creator. Like James Gunn is a creator there. They are, they want, they want to make the stories. They, they don't want to be in charge of the thing. You need Kevin Feige is not a creator. He's a he's an executive producer. He's really good at bringing people together and making them create and giving them the resources. Same thing with Kathy. Looking at look at the all the Star Wars shows that are coming out. Like she brought all she gave them all the resources to do. Like it, to like like I said though, still going back to Pete making this circling it back to Peacemaker. <laughs> and james gunn he's he should be like he should definitely make more uh, like i i he there needs to be more peacemaker and there needs he needs to do at least another suicide squad i would think yeah and and going back to my point about avengers would be like the one reason the one reason why i would want someone james gunn or someone like him to do it is because i don't want the avengers movies to get stale i don't want mm-hmm. them to continue to be just like oh it's big i want them to be crazy i want them to go on i think what marvel's doing right now is it's pretty crazy i have not seen dr strange the multiverse of madness yet <laughs> um too. but i've heard it's pretty crazy and it seems like a step in the right direction for that franchise of just like hey let's just get this really good director and push mm-hmm. it out there and just let let him let him loose um, I love that for James Gunn, and I think, oh man, DC, DC would be crazy, crazier than I think they are to not continue to give James Gunn more stuff and more responsibilities. Because yeah. I think, say what you want to about Warner Brothers right now, especially, um, you know, it really seems like they gave him the keys to the kingdom and said, "Hey, do what you want. Um, do the Suicide Squad. Do, you know, um, do this Peacemaker show." Um, and you got to hand it to him because he he hit it out of the park and made something that people really really love, and did something that was different from anything else. Here we are, you know, watching all these amazing Marvel shows on Disney Plus, and they are amazing, mm-hmm. but none of them are quite like Peacemaker. Like none of them are. I'm not gonna say better or worse. I don't think they're comparable really to me, but you know, you can obviously like one better than the other. But like Peacemaker is just all its own, just something interesting and different made by a director and writer who wrote one of the biggest Marvel movies, like, you know, so two of the biggest Marvel movies. So like, um, Mm -hmm. it, it says something about James Gunn's sensibilities. And I just, I just love how he approaches things. I love his big theming, his social commentary, his very emotional storytelling, but also just his, bat bleep just absolute shenanigans that are in here that make you go well how did they even get away with doing that yeah and and you know like 
he, James Gunn is a comics guy because like the references, like he references Batmite, like nobody <laughs> references Batmite, like Batman does. Nobody who writes Batman references this interdimensional being that's obsessed with Batman. He's got like all the like, oh yeah, did you hear uh, Aquaman f's fish like the entire time with that. <laughs> it's hilarious. Like nobody, nobody does that. Like he's throwing in like the the whole Green Arrow. It's like a brony thing or something like that. And like you know, like the old guy, his dad's neighbors, like. Oh, Batman's got a villains. Do you got a menagerie of villains? And he's like, I, I kill my villains. That is low key, like one of my favorite scenes in the whole series is him just going off on that old man. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's a dark creature of the night. You know, how many people have indirectly died because Batman was too much of a police so right. for none? And he's it's so like, right. it's like, that's hilarious. And also, he's completely right. <laughs> I love Batman, and he's like, you're like, oh, he's so right. He's so right. That it's like one of the biggest questions is with Bat, like around Batman as a character is like, if you just killed the Joker, like how many people would still be alive? But it's it's I just yeah, that's and and see that's that's where like that's where I hope the DC can can go from here is like get get Ben Affleck and John Cena in the room together. <laughs> like yeah. how, how cool would that be? Or get Pattison in the room to get like, how cool would that be? I, th- I think, I think what, what DC in general needs to do is just get weird, get with the weird characters. Like, yeah. Like I know, I know they tried it in the nineties and it didn't work with some Batman characters, but like going on a different subject on the Batman, like I think that they could get weird with that, but I don't think, Matt wants to like bring in the crazy villains, but also yeah. like even with this, like, dude, get weird with the villains, man. Like, who cares? Like, bring in like Poison Ivy and like uh, Mister Freeze and like all the weird ones, like Captain Cold and like there's literally thirty different like cold villains that they could do. <laughs> <laughs> They're all the same. They just have different variations of cold. And, like, I just think we are in an age where the general audience, maybe not every single person, but the general audience is on board with this stuff. They are yeah. totally normal. We, we just had a we just had a multiverse. But we're having two multiverse movies in the Marvel Universe and another mm-hmm. show that dealt with the multiverse. And, you know, there's more stuff coming, I'm sure. Like, yeah. the whole concept of the multiverse, I think, is something that's feels relatively new or something that you didn't go up to someone randomly on the street or talk to your dad about it and, and talk about the multiverse. Like that was a very foreign concept even five years ago. And now yeah. it's just normal conversation. Yeah. The, the general audience is getting smarter into this stuff and accepting. And it's not just, you know, more complex concepts. It's just the crazy, stupid stuff that, cause we're, we're all a bunch of nerds now and it's no longer uncool to be a nerd. You can just be it's, a nerd and, and yeah. get into the weeds and nobody cares. I mean, look at Marvel. Do you think they would have done a moon, anything moon night like 10 years ago? No, they were probably not thinking about him. The fact that he's... the two biggest shows this year have been moon night and peacemaker should tell yeah. you something like two C class characters. Like, I, I don't know. I I'm not a big. I, I don't know. I'm not a big Marvel guy, but like, yeah, uh, like comics guy. But like, Moon Knight's not that popular. He's no. made fun of. He's the 
the Marvel's Batman, even though he's totally different, but he's Marvel's version of Batman because he comes out at night. But except he's dressed as white. Like, it's wild that they're doing all these, like, crazy characters. Like, you can do this. You can bring in these characters. There's another multiverse movie, a DC multiverse movie, that's allegedly coming out next year. Yeah, allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. Who knows? (laughs) Who knows what's up with their lead? Yeah, but we'll we'll see how that goes. But, you know, and again, you know, Mm -hmm. bringing in Michael Keaton and all this kind of stuff, bringing in old Batman and, and like, throwing all this stuff at the wall it's it's we're in an age where they can do anything and people will just accept it and yeah. it's no longer oh we got to put them in black spandex to make it look cool we're mm-hmm. not in the early 2000s anymore we're mm-hmm. at you know the stage where we have comic accurate costumes with comic accurate stories and taking the most ridiculous elements and either making them sincerely like dramatic and and compelling or just making fun of them and just yeah you know throwing them out yeah. there and you know that's what works yeah and and then like one of my favorite things and like uh zach did this first but like batman and gray like i love batman and gray that that i know that i know him in gray like i understand why like they did batman in all black and makes sense you know like he's a creature of the night yes that makes sense but like the the batman the batman movie he was wearing black and gray and i'm like i love this i love his suit it looks great gray like black and gray makes sense he batman is a black and gray character now i also do have a very soft spot for the 70s batman look where he's like in black and blue but (laughs) But maybe yeah, we'll get like, there in the Batman two or something. One of these, well, hopefully, he just shows up. He's like in a blue cape. He looks like uh, uh, Adam Adam West. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the video that's been circling it around? They put they they, so they put Adam West into the Batman. It's just like oh my god, <laughs> so good. Oh, but okay. So we're we're talking about references. Do you have a favorite like? DC Comics reference in this show. I mean, I, I, I'm a big fan of um, Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Like that, that should be a known fact that that Aquaman movie is probably he, my number two favorite DC movie currently. Uh-huh. So the whole like Aquaman f's fish that was hilarious. <laughs> and then when he shows, and then like then they make that cameo. Was not expecting the cameo, even though I got it spoiled for me. I hopped on Twitter or I hopped on Facebook and I saw it and I was like, oh, well, that's spoiled. And then when it still showed up, I was still pretty happy about it. I I was I think I was I, we were in the group chat when that mm-hmm. happened. And I think I went and like, oh, gosh, there's spoilers. If you're watching Peacemaker, because I wasn't at that point. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. I think the reason I watched this show was because I got spoiled on it, but because that I saw that, and I don't know. I think I just saw like screenshots or whatever. But I was like, "Wow, they went there!" Like mm-hmm. I obviously I am missing something by not watching this show. I need to get on this. And so you know, as much as I'm sure that was a huge surprise for people that watched it, you know, the night the night it came out. Yeah. Um. You know, the fact that it was such a big deal, I was like, "Wow, this is really impressive." That they just and it wasn't just like 
oh, there's their silhouettes and they're standing there. It's like they got Jason Momoa and they got yeah. the the other guy. <laughs> they're the both Ezra. there. <laughs> uh, filmed by Marvel though. That scene was apparently. Yeah, I heard. So, so there was like a thing where Marvel DC Marvel last, owed them a favor or something. Yeah, it was like last minute or something like that. Like the whole cameo thing. So, and like, he was. I think he was on. I think. James Gunn was like Guardians doing something 3. for Guardians. Yeah. And they like brought them onto the Guardians set to film those cameos. So yeah. technically it's like this weird instance of Marvel and DC working together, <laughs> which which sh- should be a thing because they're they shouldn't be rivals. They No. There's, there's I, the whole look, thing that they're rivals but they sh- they're they're not. They're Let me just say the something. exact exact same thing just different. Let me just say something, okay? It is inevitable. I don't care if it's five years, a year, or a hundred years. One day, there will be a Avengers versus Justice League movie. Okay, it's going to happen. There is going to be DC and Marvel crossovers. It's not if, but when. Okay, I may be dead before it happens, but it's going to happen. Okay, and I'm gonna, I'll be up in heaven going, "I told you so." Yeah, it. I mean it. It, it will happen at some point but like that they, that's the thing people people either choose a side for that and they're like oh well i'm a marvel person like personally i would say especially early on i was i'm a dc person i'm i'm like i know a lot more of dc because i grew up watching dc like the animated dc tv shows and like animated dc movies and stuff like that but i'm a marvel fan too like i love the mcu movies i'm probably gonna go see multiverse of madness sometime in the next week yeah, me too. i mean i have me too. to i have yeah, to yeah yeah so to avoid the, the, sp- the spoiler floodgates are gonna open in a couple days and you're you're not gonna be able to avoid anything yeah yeah i i, I know some people who are avoiding uh moon knight and that that was a show that i'm we're not talking about that but that was like i'm was so iffy on like watching it and then until the end i actually was kind of like into it but like yeah no it's it, it's it's an inevitable that you're gonna get spoilers and i got i got that justice league cameo spoiled but when it showed up though i was still pretty happy uh, apparently um batman and ben affleck's batman and uh uh what's his name cyborg was also gonna appear but they weren't added or they were re- removed apparently as well wow which is- so that yeah, that's that that goes back to uh, anger at Warner Brothers for being dumb sometimes. Um, that, that that goes back to the whole thing with uh, Fisher, Ray Fisher, and the Justice League thing. And I think Ben is done being Batman after the Flash. Yeah. He, he said he was done for a while, which I mean, it's up to him. He's he's his own person. He can choose. Make his own choices. And yeah, I, it's Robert's, just, it's, Robert's gonna be a great Batman in the fu- for the future. It's just you got to convince some of those people that are right. It, it's a shame that Ben Affleck's kind of done, even though he's continuing on to do stuff. And and Ray mm-hmm. Fisher is clearly not done, but he's done with Warner Brothers, and Warner Brothers is done with him, and so we probably won't get yeah. any more uh cyborg stuff even though cyborg was like one of the best parts of justice league i'm just saying um yeah but that's that, all that version of justice league too <laughs> yeah yeah 
the one that oh, nobody watches. Yeah, seriously. Um, okay. Um, I'm trying to think of what else because like there's so many things to talk about. Obviously, I, I, and obviously the Justice League cameo I think was like great. I think that whole end episode I think is really well done and unexpected in a way. I mean, just the whole thing. And uh, you know what? Something I want to talk about. Eagly. How great is Eagly? It's so great. He's hugging me, Dad. Take a picture. And he's voiced by D. Bradley Baker, which is amazing. Is he? Yes. I did not know that. That is, yeah, I that didn't, is awesome. I remember heard heard that. I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense, more sense now to hear that. That does, that does now. Yeah, he did. D. Baker just voices all the best characters. Yeah, he does. He just does. But yeah. Great but, character. What else you got, Ben? I, I got nothing else. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm kind of running out of things to say here. I mean, I I think Peacemaker overall was really it's just a lot of fun and a lot of dumb fun, but also a lot of very compelling fun. And yeah. you know, it in just you know, that's that's the thing with James Gunn is you will laugh, but you'll also probably end up crying too. And it's just the way it works. And uh, I think, uh, uh, you know, again, I, I'm really looking forward to season two. Can't wait to yeah. see what happens, where they take it, um, how they expand this out, what it could mean for like, this is kind of the most in the weeds we've gotten with the DCEU. This is obviously mm-hmm. seems to be set in that universe. Still, it's sometimes hard to tell what's in the DCEU, what's not. Yeah. But, but, you I- know, it, they're referencing all this stuff in Batmite and Batman and all this kind of stuff. Like, obviously, we're we're in this thing, and the mm-hmm. Justice League is here, so whatever. So, like, I'm curious. Obviously, the DCU isn't going anywhere, at least for the next little while. So, like, the more they get into this and, and letting James Gunn kind of guide wow. it, I think it's great. Well, I mean, they still got three more movies based in that. I, I don't know. X2, I would say, because Aquaman 2 and then the Flash movie. I'm not sure about... I think the Nick, um, what's his name? The Rocks movie. Um, uh, Black uh, Adam. Black Adam. That's to, to his his movie. So I, I don't know. I don't know if that one's based in that universe in this DCEU. But I know, like I like I mentioned earlier, I was listening to Fat Man Beyond, and uh, they mentioned that like the head guy at the new guy at, that's because they had that big merger like. Uh, Warner Brothers and Discovery, they they want to try to tie everything to to together again, or mm-hmm. try to. So it might be interesting to see what happens in the future. So maybe, but it, they might be resetting the canon with the Flash movie. So who knows? Yeah, there was all those rumors. Like I, I don't really believe many of yeah. them or any of them. And, but there was this whole like, oh yeah, yeah they're resetting everything, and you know. Yeah, and I and I know Michael Keaton's going to be in that. He's in that uh, Batman or Batgirl movie. That's either right. going to be in. The, they finished that wrapping of that up. I think last week or a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. It's, it's either it's either going to be an HBO direct movie or it's going to be a. They're going to release in theaters. Who knows? But. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, obviously 
you got what is it Warner Brothers Discovery now or whatever it's called like yeah I think that's what's going on it's they're they there's been reports out that they you know want to do just something different um you know I I will say that I I don't think D, DC has been that bad off recently I think the Suicide Squad was pretty good um Wonder Woman 1984 I look okay yeah it wasn't the best movie but i you know i i still i still like gal gadot and i, I still want to see more of that character um i think the batman was great like i think they're heading kind of in the right direction yeah i could still use a little more focus and i think them talking about okay we need our kevin feige i think that's mm-hmm. that's maybe simple but i think solid logic of just like having one person to kind of go okay here's where we're going because yeah dc doesn't have that and i think to instill some confidence from the fan base and also to give the franchise overall a some focus and some direction yeah, you I- might need somebody like that and you know i'm not saying it's it's james gunn but i think someone of that caliber would be great mm-hmm. yeah and i know they announced uh, a second movie for or batman's getting the batman's getting a sequel right they announced that at the what was that cinema con or something like that they announced that there so that they should focus on they should have matt reeves and focus on building up that i know they have uh jj's been working on a lot of like side projects for dc that hasn't come to the light yet because there's like an animated tv show batman tv show that him Matt Reeves and uh, Bruce Tim is working on Bruce Tim of the the Batman animated series, Batman the animated series. That mm. Bruce Tim, who wow. if, if you ask me, that's who should be in charge of everything at DC because that guy he kicked off DC's movie he, like animation and stuff like that in the '90s, and he's made characters famous. So, but th- there's talks about that. There's things going on behind the scenes that obviously we don't know same thing like at marvel we don't know going on back there so i think i think there's there's a bright future for dc they just have to focus on stuff like that i know i know they've released that like coming in 2022 thing and they had promos for like the flash and aquaman and then those got pushed back to next year which i mean i I was i was a little disappointed because like i like i said i'm a big fan of aquaman and I'm really looking forward to, to the second seat, second movie of that. So but that should yeah. be good. Yeah, I I am. I really liked Aquaman one. Um, it's, it's a good movie. It's really good. It's really good. Despite all Amber this, Heard. despite despite despite, despite all it. Amber Heard crap, I'm trying to put that in my mind because I'm like, I really want to watch this movie. It's it looks good. good. Like Jason Momoa is great. Uh, um, and that allegedly I mean, he's, she's. Allegedly, she's, uh, allegedly she's hardly in the movie, so. So I'm I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping that's true, so it can make me feel a little bit better about watching it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I mean, they, they I know they also said, uh, what's it called? It's coming out. They pushed the Shazam movie two is coming out this December. It was going pushed. up against Avatar, but then they pushed it back. Shazam blinked, and they pushed it pushed back left avatar yeah. where it is so uh yeah which i mean makes sense avatar i, I don't know talk about a movie I, that i don't know how well it's gonna do apparently the trailer's really good that's what yeah i, I yeah i, I mean, heard like it got a, like a standing ovation at one theater or whatever like I, i'm not hyped for it a bit but i'm also 
I'm not Same. stupid enough to like sell short James Cameron. The guy yeah. knows yeah. how to make movies and knows how to make really big movies. So yeah, that's also like one thing that it's like I, you might have waited like ten years <laughs> too late to make a second one there, champ. But okay, like I I get like looking at Avatar and going like okay, this could be a franchise, but like where were you fifteen years ago? Like this movie's been out a long time. <laughs> when you were when you had like fans and stuff like that now trying to reignite a fandom but (laughs) but yeah no i thought i think dc has has a bright future ahead they just have to start producing things more they have to start getting things out like marvel like because there's a marvel thing like almost every single month this year I, I mean, we, me and Zach have talked at length about this many times on this very podcast, and I, I, I still contend that, you know, don't sell DC short. You know, mm-hmm. they've been through some rough patches, but we could very easily get to a point in the near future where Marvel hits a rough patch, and it, they're the biggest joke. And Kevin Feige doesn't know what he's doing because people on the internet said, and then DC's killing it. Like mm-hmm. it could very well happen. Hopefully, I we can get to a point where both see that of them are. Anytime soon, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. But I, I hopefully in the near future we will get to a point where both franchises are killing it, and there's mm-hmm. no question. And you know the DCEU is is thriving. Um, all it takes is a little bit of tweaking, and I think you you've got all the recipes for something great. And I. I talked also at length about you know how i think dc has a leg up on on marvel in regards to multiverses and stuff like that this is a part of their thing this is we've been Uh, doing multiverse stuff since the flash season two yeah i mean i mean like yeah they have the they have a very successful thing that's happening at the cw right now like that still one of the things that never made any sense to me was like grant gustin is killing it as flash yeah not problematic at all <laughs> yeah seems to be a great and, and he has he has a lot of fans why wouldn't you make him your flash but uh, hey, no, you do you maybe make. they're gonna maybe they're gonna pull a, a tignataro move and just replace grant <laughs> gustin with uh, with with the other guy <laughs> replace yeah. him replace the other guy with uh grant gustin um yeah. it could still happen i mean like they they have that the I mean, I haven't seen uh, Superman and Lois' second season, but I've heard a few good things about it. So, like, they they have a great thing happening. They put out an excellent Batman movie that was well-received. And, like, it, they, they have good things coming for them. It's just they're just doing it slow and in a different manner. Everybody wants – a lot of DC fans want them to be like Marvel and just – knock out these things like monthly but it, it's not they're not going to they, they have their own methods and and they i mean they've had a few duds even like the green green lantern movie that was a big dud in the past they went with the wrong character as green lantern if they bring in john stewart where like nine there's he, ha, he has a huge fan base like uh, like everybody growing up it, who's their green lantern was like my green lantern was john stewart like they have they have these opportunities they have great characters they have fans for like all these characters and that they can that they've had around that they've made popular since the 90s with 
animated TV shows and animated movies that they have this time to like bring out like great products and they can apparently bring out C C tier characters that nobody's ever heard about and make them a star of a TV show. And everybody loved peacemaker and vigilante. I, I love the first scene in peacemaker is like talking to his, uh, his janitor buddy. He's like, I'm a superhero. Like, there's no peacemaker superhero come on man yeah. and then the juxtaposition later of him showing up in in class for show and tell <laughs> to do him a favor i love that that was a good scene that was and then scene. i think he, what what's the line it was it was circling around as a meme of uh of a uh, little girl asks, I, do you, have you met the flash and he's like yeah he's a douchebag <laughs> very relevant <laughs> it's like, wow okay yeah, peacemaker yeah, james yeah. gunn you nailed that one <laughs> probably work didn't even work with him he worked with him one time and he was like i don't like this guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh and then uh classic uh the last lines of the whole series is uh f you barry <laughs> that's a good one that was a good one all right. Um, before we get to any later, before we run out of time, I think it, perhaps it's time to get into uh, final thoughts and plan scores. And uh, guys, if you if you want to po- post your scores in the chat, what's up, Jesse? Thanks for joining us, buddy. Um, if you want to post your scores uh, uh, out of ten for Peacemaker, uh, throw them in the chat. We'll try to read them before we knock off. But. Um, uh, Chad, I'll go to you first. Uh, kind of final thoughts on Peacemaker season one and your plan score for this one. I I loved it. I can't wait to see another season. It t- took me to surprise. Like I was not expecting to like it. And then when it happened, I was like, oh, wow, this is actually really good. I love this. So good. Uh, out of ten, I'm I'm not a scorer person, so I, I won't. <laughs> I'll, I'll th- throw a good old friend of the Star Wars Underworld, um, Din. Uh, it it was a ten. It was thirty uh, Batman's out of five <laughs> Supermans. So thirty Batman's as- out of five Superman. Okay, I'm writing that down. Thirty. Batman. I, I, you can take that uh, as however you want. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. So. Um, that, I, I mean, that it. sounds that sounds like you liked it. I mean, I, I I'm I'm not I'm not good at adding up. I'm not good with math, especially I, when I, we're I, adding and subtracting yeah, Batman, Superman. It's, it's but, a uh, very confusing math, but I I liked it. I loved it. So yeah, I think that's um point taken there. Um, and I'll just add, like I like I said. I really enjoyed it. I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. It did take a bit to get me to get into. Um, I wasn't totally feeling it the first three episodes. It wasn't the episode four that I really think. So I would I would caution anybody say, look, not every series. That's why I'm always hesitant to like recommend another series because like eh, not everyone tries. And I don't want someone to watch something and be like, oh, Ben's an idiot. He recommend made me wait a waste eight hours of my life on this sucky show that I think. So like, uh, you know, I'm very, I'm very, uh, very cautious about that, but I really do recommend peacemaker. Um, I think if you enjoy James Gunn, I think, and if you're looking, if you enjoy guardians of the galaxy and especially the suicide squad, I think you, you will enjoy this. 
but and then i will say you know give it some time you know don't expect to maybe love it at the first episode um it is a wild time it's all it's all over the place in, in a good way um and it, it may take you a little bit to get into and it did for me but overall really really enjoyed it um i think it has a lot of humor a lot of glue a lot of guts a lot of gore a lot of swearing as you would expect but also a lot of heart to it and i think every one of these characters has something and a lot, a lot of good representation too one of my favorite moments in the entire show is when Autobio takes two guns and just goes mowing through all the things and i'm just like look at this look at the fact that this I mean, let's just face it here. A plus-sized black gay woman is having a John Wick moment. Like, how freaking cool is that? Like, mm-hmm. that's just, like, so thing. And, and you know, props to James Gunn for, like, giving that actor and that character such a big moment. And, you know, you know, I think it's great messaging and, and just great for representation overall. It's so good, and you know, I think all these characters are really fun. I would love to see any of them come back, and and hopefully more to more to come. But uh, I will give it, I give it an eight point five out of ten. I really don't have much to complain about at all. It wasn't my favorite series of the the sh- uh, of the year so far, but it's pretty darn close, and I liked it a lot more than I thought it would. So yeah. Peacemaker, it's good. It's good. It is. It is a good show. It is. All right. Um, and uh, as you guys may or may not know, Moon Knight is just wrapped up. We will be talking about it in our next episode. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. And we're trying to figure out Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. We have to see the movie first. But uh, myself and Zach are already talking about maybe doing something special on the side just for that. Also, sounds like also I should Marvel a Marvel Center episode next week, next in two weeks. Talk yeah, <laughs> we might. I don't know. I feel like multiverse needs like one. its own episode, it's so we might try well. to squeeze something in in the intermediate. Um, also, I'll just throw this out there. I don't want to commit to anything because it may not happen. But we might have a new episode of RIPC coming up. Um, there is discussions about it. Might have a special guest. And there may be a rated R discussion about Peacemaker coming along at some point with different people that don't include me and chat. So, uh, yeah, um, RIPC is accessible through our Patreon. And if you want to get that and anything else that it has to offer, definitely go uh, do that on um, Patreon dot com slash ipc podcast is where you should go um and uh special thanks to joey mays and jesse Bennett who just showed up in the chat uh for their support of the show uh they're both at the shout out frontier if you want access to a bunch of stuff and including including an exclusive group um, some behind the scenes info um we'll give you heads up about new discussion topics we'll even give you a chance to actually be on the show which is great. Um, and it's always, and obviously you guys get, get access to, uh, to influence on the show. So uh, that's always good. Um, we put the show notes in there, a lot of stuff. We have been doing more stuff. I'm sorry, guys. We've been kind of slacking recently, but uh, I promise it'll be worth your cold, hard 
cash. And uh, speaking of uh, uh, Patreon, I should give this little uh, a little a little time to our good friends at Question Possible Answer Podcast, our good buddy Jesse, um, who just had me on for an episode devoted to Star Wars Celebration Anaheim. Um, coming up very, very soon. Um, that's I think, supposed to be dropping closer to the convention, but we just recorded it, and it was a lot of fun. Um, so if you, whether you're looking forward to the convention, going to the convention, or just watching from home, I think it's a, it's a great listen. Um, definitely go check that out. But uh, over question possible answer, they review movies while also trying to incorporate real-world physics into the movie and see how much hit the story would change. Sometimes it's simple as, what if this person wasn't in the movie? For more information, check out their socials over on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for question possible answer and, of course, listen on your favorite podcatchers. Yeah, go into your podcatcher, uh, uh, search up question possible answer, and, of course, uh, follow them on all the socials for that um, because it's it's a great read and there he's got a lot of great guests and a lot of good discussion topics and sometimes we just riff off we just go talk about other things too it's not always about movies either so uh a lot of fun a lot of fun um i think if i'm not mistaken we are nearing the end of the show as much as i hate to say that but we discussed a lot and i just want to give a special shout out to you chad for coming on we've i've had you booked for like a month because <laughs> you came to me like hey let's do this i'm like yeah let's do it and then stuff happened and we had to push it back but i hey, they, thank you for good, your patience it was good reasons that we had to push it back it was your birthday so that that makes sense like you went to disneyland that I, you went to somewhere where i, I haven't been yet so that's that oh. seems like good reason to push <laughs> back so I'll, I'll i'll accept it yeah, I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you understood. I'm glad you understood. Uh but uh yeah, it, I I appreciate your patience. I appreciate you coming on again. Um please t- take a moment, tell people uh where they can find you online, what you're doing, um and how they can keep up with you. Yeah, you can uh find me here at right there down there at Chad BTI on, on both uh Twitter and Instagram. I I barely use instagram and on twitter i just tweet random things like you let yesterday i tweeted uh pirate metal uh music lyrics for no reason because i wanted to and (laughs) so you can you can follow me there and uh yeah you can also follow uh the podcast that i help produce and like run is uh star wars culture you can follow hannah and jordan over there at uh, sw culture pod yeah they're doing great things over there so yeah yeah, totally. Yeah, definitely. Go follow. Go follow Chad. Go follow Star Wars Culture. They're doing a lot of really cool stuff. And uh, yeah, uh, some of you guys will be heading out to Star Wars Celebration very, very soon. Um, and uh, we're going to, through Star Wars Culture and a bunch of other outlets, we are going to be doing a lot of stuff at Celebration. Um, it's going to be crazy. Um, including Star Wars Underworld, which is my other podcast. Um, uh, uh, I can forget the day, but we're going to be doing a podcast at IHOP, guys. You should come. It's going to be fun. Right across the street from the convention center, Thursday night, right after the convention ends. It's going to be crazy. Come eat, listen to us talk about Star Wars and eat pancakes. It's going to be good. Um, but you can follow that over at the SW and all the social medias and StarWarsNerdWorld.com for all our latest podcasts. You can follow me personally at 
Ben Hart with no E, and of course follow at Culture Slate for what both I and uh, Chad are doing. Um, you can follow IPC at the IP at IPC Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, keep up with all what we're doing and when we go live on here, and uh, follow Zach at Zach the Voice on all the socials. Um, Mr. Zach Arnold will be back next time. He'll be back in his official capacity. We've missed him so much. And uh, finally, get him back in the chair to talk about more really exciting stuff. Um, so definitely go check out over there and, and badger him. Say, when are you going to come back on the podcast? Even though Ben told him already, when are you going to come back on the podcast? Uh, tell, ask him just, 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 to, just to drive him nuts. Um, but uh, as I mentioned, Patreon uh dot com slash ipc podcast how you can support the show um and get something back for your bucks um podbean.com ipc podcast.podbean.com is where all of our audio episodes go on uh, they are distributed to all your favorite um podcatchers but that's where they're hosted so you can just listen to them right from there download them however you feel um you can get ipc swag at tpublic.com slash user slash ipc podcast um obviously go over to itunes google podcast whatever wherever you get your podcast and leave us a review subscribe obviously so you get our episodes in your feed but also leave a little review because it helps out a lot and uh helps uh make that little bar with the five stars makes it get even better makes it look like especially when some of you guys weren't so nice and you gave us Less than five star reviews for some reason. Um, this is a five star podcast, damn it, if I may say so myself. Um, anyway, I'm done ranting. Um, Phantom Empire is where we're broadcasting right now on YouTube. Um, so definitely, um, go, um, go, uh, subscribe there. And we're live bi-weekly on Friday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern. So every other Friday. So don't come back this next Friday. The next Friday we'll be back with a new episode. As I said, Zach Arnold will be back. Moon Knight, 8th anniversary. It's going to be a great show. Um, and uh, yeah, they have a whole bunch of other stuff happening on Phantom Empire 2. Um, it's going to be really, really cool. Uh, a lot of horror stuff, Halloween, you know, you name it. Um, they're trying to cover a little bit of everything. So uh if you subscribe, you don't just get IPC. You get a bunch of other really cool stuff. Um, I think that's it. I think we. I think I covered all the plugs, guys. Okay, it's it's a lot. It's a lot for this little old show. We got a lot of plugs. Um, it's a mouthful. But uh, uh, Chad, do you have anything else to add before we close this shop? I got nothing. I got nothing. All right. Well. Uh, thank you so much, Chad, for joining us once again. It was a pleasure, my friend. I uh, can't wait to have you back on. Um, and uh, thank you all for joining us. This was an awesome episode. Loved Peacemaker. Loved talking about it. Um, and we got so many other things. Like me and Zach were talking earlier via in private message. And we're like, I'm like, I don't know what's coming down the pipe. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, nothing too big. You know, like Jurassic World and Lightyear and, and you know, all of these things. Stranger Things, Thor, Lord Love and Thunder. Like, it's not like we're going to have a loaded summer of, of a bunch of things to talk about. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, it's going to be a great time. But, uh, yeah, 
I'm going to stop rambling here, okay? Because uh, I'm just going to embarrass myself even more than I already have. And uh, I really don't have anything else to say other than thank you guys so much for joining us once again. You guys are awesome. We love you for uh, continuing to watch and listen. And uh, yeah, we'll be back in two weeks' time. But for Chad and myself and Zach, wherever he is, thank you guys so much. And uh, good night and good luck and whatever you say at the end of these things. Bye. We're still here, you guys. We lost our dude. <laughs> we're we're we here. Outroed, didn't we we outroed and we lost our dude. Oopsie. Um, uh, the producer uh, left the inmates in charge of the asylum. Know, um, so uh, oopsie. We're still but, here. But uh, yeah, so we're still here. We might be here in a little, few minutes. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's officially over. So uh, any y'all can go home now. Um, if you yeah. unless you're already home. I am, Ben. I'm already home. <laughs> See, I'm yeah, not. Bro. I am you're, not you're, home you're, for your information. I, I did not know this for the longest time until, like, when I was helping you guys over at the SW. You were like, "No, I I live in a closet." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> I live in I live I live in another city from here. Okay, I'm not even close That's to true. my house. That's true. That's true. <laughs> when I have to get up from here, you know, I do every once in a while. If you see me in a different environment, it's usually at home. Um, and I do love those things because it'd just be like, oh, I'm tired and just go to bed. You know, not not here. No, I'm, I'm I can't. Uh, bed's a little bit further away, but uh, unfortunately, but uh, yeah, yeah, this was fun, man. I, I really, I really appreciate you you taking the time. Oh, no problem. No problem. No problem. I just whenever you want to talk to anything DC, I guess, and let me know. Yeah, I mean, totally I forgot know, but, to reach out to you when the Batman came out and all uh, coming out. And, but I saw you guys had uh, Steven on, too. So I was like, that means I was like, oh, your other DC really, guy. I, I didn't even think about I, I, I hate, I, I hate that we, we maybe should have turned that into a roundtable or something like that. I'm not sure, but uh, kind of just been winging it while, nice. while Zach's been away. Um, I'm not the, I'm not the best manager of this thing. Um, but, uh, I'm glad Zach's going to be back in, in, in a couple weeks and we can start because we do. The only problem with this whole bi-weekly schedule is like there's only so many 
weeks. Yeah, so, so many is. episodes to do stuff. So that's why we're kind of like, maybe yeah, we need to do a special episode for Multiverse of Madness. I don't want to wait four weeks to talk about Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, and there's so much. Plus, you're going to be not you. You'll just be back from celebration at that time, right? Right. Too. So, is yeah, that the celebration or is? No, he is not. I think the whole getting married thing probably has oh. his uh, time yeah, and, and a lot of that money preoccupied. That would do it, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I'm I'm gonna try to you know I'm gonna get I'm gonna get everybody to celebration. I'm trying to get him to celebration for years. Um, eventually, you'll get I'll get you too. I'm all just gonna would, just gonna was, kidnap. We're just gonna go around and kidnap everyone. Say so you're going to celebration, I, whether you like it or not. I, I was trying to get it out this year, and then I I just couldn't afford it. So I I, look, I, I called it I called it way earlier than Hannah or Jordan. I mean, they're both now going, but like I call I called it way earlier, and I was like I I get there and I have no money to spend on things, so I I won't go. Oh, I think Ben. Froze. Like some people that you know, because some people have different reasons. Like I don't have any money because things have been tough, or mm-hmm. I'm still kind of cautious about COVID. I don't want to really go anywhere or get on a plane or whatever. I'm like, okay, that's completely understandable. Or you know, some countries may still be under kind of lockdown or whatever else, and and they they can't go as easily. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it, I I I'm hoping hoping that this will set some light. Hopefully, we'll get maybe another celebration like next year maybe um, that, that's what i'm hoping for so that next year i can i'll I'm, i mean i'll if it, if they're doing another one next year i'll get the tickets like when they come on sale that time right it'll it'll it, give yeah yeah the, the, the also like i didn't know there that they were gonna resell tickets again and so that i call uh, that's why i kind of called it like uh, i don't want to say that i'm going buy plane tickets and then be like oh we're not reselling tickets guys kind of a thing yeah Yeah. so uh yeah and and yeah it's just it's it's a lot so you know and this i'm i'm not i like i'm glad to be going but also i'm gonna wear a mask and like that i would Mm -hmm. i would you know it's gonna be a, a bit of an extra hassle i'm willing to deal with it but uh you know, it'll be really nice, you know, next year in the near after when all this stuff will be behind us and we'll have a relatively normal experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 like I said, I really want to wanted to go and I'm a little upset that I'm not like I even had a friend of mine, uh, AJ over at the Holonet Marauders. He got they got media passes and he was like, hey, if, will you go if I like send you a discounted ticket and i was like i i'm i've already decided that i w- wasn't gonna go so i'm already living with the fact that i'm not going so right i was like oh i would have taken them, but oh yeah yeah i understand well like i said i'm, I'm hoping it's funny i know i know a ton of people that aren't going that have mm-hmm. gone previously and then i'm knowing a ton of i know a ton of people hannah and jordan included they have never gone before that are going now so it's going to be a real weird experience for me, and I'm honestly surprised I'm even going because all the stuff going on. But I committed early on. And I'm like, I gotta go, even though things aren't is exactly just, falling into place. Is your parents coming with you, or is it just you? No, they are not. And see, they we they really wanted to come, but then mm-hmm. they have something else going on, and so they decided, hey, we're not going to make the trip. 
um that makes sense actually there LA it's yeah it's a, LA it's a lot it's a lot they and that's like one of their their like least favorite places on the planet is LA <laughs> so I was like I was like okay I'll just go solo this time but and then I bought them tickets and then they decided not not long after that that we're not going I'm like oh crap so I'm I'm in the process of selling those right now um thankfully celebration has a pretty good system of mm-hmm. getting rid of tickets so let's i mean that's that's fair then they're they're not going i on i on i i want it i ironically i wanted to be here in minneapolis because i think it would be hilarious to be here in minneapolis because it'd be so random but also i was like i also want it here for selfish reasons so i can go home and I, well yeah i think i don't I, have to I'm, go far <laughs> I hope they bounce around because like, I think there's a lot of cool places. Like I think like selfishly for me, I think new Orleans would be a good yeah. spot to have celebration. It's right close for me, but also yeah. I think it would actually be a decent place to have it. Um, and I, I hope because like, I, I, I feel like they're going to jump between like LA and Orlando because you know, they want people to go to Disneyland. And and maybe throw in Chicago there every once in a while because I mean Chicago was perfect, but I I would love them to do like not Anaheim and Orlando all the time. I would love them to do like different cities, smaller cities, cities that like a lot of people that wouldn't go to. Like I, like I said, I I ironically wanted to hear Minneapolis because I know like nobody would nobody's going to come here. <laughs> Nobody usually comes here, but anyway. it's more—it's yeah. more sex, you know, centrally located mm-hmm. than LA. I, 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 my I, my so, plane tickets would probably be cheaper if I had to go oh, to Minneapolis so instead to of LA. It's so cheap to fly here. It's so cheap <clears throat> to fly here. I'd also bother my roommate and be like, "Guys, you can stay." I, I got one. I got two couches. <laughs> <laughs> but see, like, there's so many advantages to like bouncing around to different cities. Mm-hmm. Is like. For one, it gives people because like some people may go to celebration, and maybe their only chance to go to celebration, maybe a once in a lifetime thing, mm-hmm. and because they can't fly halfway across the country, but if you put it in their neighborhood and they can drive to it, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, and yeah, and then also really for people that can travel and can do the whole you know travel halfway across the country, half across the world to do it, they're going to a new place they've never been before, and uh-huh. you know. I still so, want them to do Toronto. Like, they have to do Toronto at some uh, point. See, I I think they should go to. I think like how about how awesome would be, like a Paris celebration would be like you know how I like going wild. to some so, going to some be some like some really exotic cities like all over the world. I think would be cool. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you know, it just feels like a missed opportunity to just keep going bouncing back and forth between Orlando and and Anaheim. Yeah, but I, I, again, that's how it feels like it, that they're going to do. They're going to want us to go. They're going to want people to go to their Disneyland and Disney World, which I mean, yeah, obviously that makes sense as a business wise. You want people to spend money at. And like, if I was going, I would have totally 100% tried to get tickets to Star Wars Night. So, like, yeah, like I would totally go to Disney. Oh, man. Because that, was- that thing expensive <laughs> yeah i know i've seen a few pictures from the one that happened on the fourth that looked pretty fun because i saw aubrey yeah. take a few pictures for that oh yeah and like i 
I enjoy. We, we went to one in uh, Orlando, and it was fun. But I don't remember it being like I don't know as fun as the amount of money that I paid to get into this one. So then I'm like, man, there better be something really special because like the biggest advantage to me was like, oh, it's you know you get to walk on some of the rides and whatever else. But like, I feel like this one's gonna be more crowded, and yeah, and like everybody's gonna want to ride Rise of Resistance. So the, there's probably gonna be a line anyway. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. it wasn't, because it, isn't it? That one's just been open, right, or something like that. It opened up like it, this year. Or it last opened. Year. It opened in 2019. It didn't. Like at the. I know. I think it, it opened in 2019. It was like right before the pandemic, like right before. Yeah, maybe. But still, it's not been that long, and and the yeah. parks were closed for a long time. For a year, and for a year, and even a half, after but... they were open, people couldn't get to them very easily. So, and then they had the whole virtual queue where you had to log in in the morning, and then, um, but uh, be like yeah. Chris and get lost inside <laughs> Disney. Exactly. Still wild times. Exactly. Wild All right. Um, I hate to say it, but I think I need to run now. Where's uh, we're still technically live here. We are still technically live, and we may so. still be live for another few minutes. Um, oh, I don't know. Uh, Sean says he is on his way, so he'll be shutting okay. down the stream whenever he gets here. But uh, we're gonna exit out of here, and something's gonna happen. It's probably just gonna keep going without us. Um, you so. guys continue to watch and hang around and chat if you want to. But uh, we're there gonna... are people still watching and hanging out and chatting. Yeah, well, Chad, uh, thanks so much for coming, man. This was a pleasure. No problem. And uh, thanks for hanging around and chatting afterwards. Um, guys, thank you so much for watching and listening, and uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.